Welcome to Conspiracy Say What? I'm Allie. That's Cam. And I'm Rebecca. Yay! Today we have a guest. Yes, hi! Is Rebecca. We're going to talk about a creepy thing called Hat Man. So exciting. And- so we're going back to the supernatural realm on this one. Uh, we kind of went there with the sanatorium recently. So this is uh, one of those types of stories. It's not quite a ghost, but it's like a supernatural story that's based almost entirely on witness testimony. There are pictures. We'll talk about pictures. Uh, but for the most part, it's, it's witness accounts. And it's witness accounts over the course of years, too. So it, it is a long-running thing. And it's not just one place uh, like Waverly Hills was. So it's kind of interesting. In order to introduce Rebecca, what is your favorite conspiracy? Oh, gosh. You know, I think the Men in Black is one of my classic. favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the movie when I was little, I didn't even know that it was, you know, kind of loosely based off a real like a thing. Yeah. Consp- yeah. 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 I told my husband about that. Guess what? There's real men in black. He wasn't as impressed as I was, but <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I thought I, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I think I brought that up in our men in black episode too. Like I, I did the same thing. Like I've seen the movies when I was a kid and then now it's like, wow, this is like an actual like, yeah, it takes thing. on a lot more sinister, <laughs> uh, sinister feeling when you think about it. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Um, sure. So let's let's talk about Hat Man or the Hat Man phenomenon. Why is he called Hat yeah. Man? Because he wears a hat. Many Always. different types of hats. Would you like well, to describe okay. what he looks like? Okay, so Hat Man, he is some sort of dark shadow-looking entity. Um, he's been described as being very tall, uh, usually between six to ten feet. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on the person who's describing it. He almost always has a wide brim hat that he's wearing. Sometimes it looks like a top hat. Sometimes it looks like a bowler hat or a fedora, cowboy hat. Um, and he also has a long black trench coat or cloak that goes down not all the way, not always all the way to the floor, sometimes all the way to the floor. Yeah. Um, so he kind of looks like almost like a shadow of, you know, those old detective movies where you've got Sam Spade with his fedora hat on, his long jacket, yeah. but much taller, much more sinister. You yeah. can't see his face. I've seen him described as like just entirely a silhouette. Like even if he's like standing right in front of you, you can't see any facial features. And sometimes they say you can't see like arms or legs. I guess that depends on how like how long the coat is, yeah. or even like. There's specific factors here that are very situational. It seems like uh, it seems like it's it's not like everyone seems to see the same person, but what he's wearing depends on who sees him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. You mean like like based on culture or just like person well based on culture we can talk about that later because that's completely different but like just based on the person like it'll change from just like a top hat to a fedora or it will be a three-piece suit rather than a trench Mm -hmm. coat which is interesting it's just slight changes i feel like if i could see a three-piece suit on him i would be slightly less scared i feel like the creepy silhouette thing is like even creepier 
It's like, yeah, oh, it's just a shadow. Like, no matter where he is, you can't tell what's going on. Yeah, it is interesting that some people described him in more than one way, even from their own sightings. Mm-hmm. Um, like some people say, yeah, he had a three-piece suit, but then they'll also say, couldn't see anything. But I, later on, we could talk about why that might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so I guess, did you want to bring up Heidi Hollis right now? Well, first, do we talk about... So in some research, when you start to look up the hat man, uh, one of the things that pops up quite a bit is Heidi Hollis. Uh, she's a paranormal researcher. She's a writer. Uh, she... So she, usually when I see people's names pop up, I assume they're like the resident expert on whatever creature it is. Um, It's usually somebody you can go off of. It's usually, right. Like our last episode, we talked about Lauren Coleman a lot. Um, We've talked about Nick Redfern before with, I think it was Black Eyed Children. We talked about Nick Redfern, pretty sure. Usually if it's cryptids, you can count on Nick Redfern and Lauren Coleman. (laughs) Yeah. And in this case, I thought I was going to find the same thing. However, I found... Heidi Hollis, and I found her book, and it was actually on Kindle, so I went to go read it. Uh, I wouldn't consider her a resident expert on this one. (laughs) And on top of that, I looked up some of her claims, because some of her claims seemed a little outlandish. She claims that she is the reason why the shadow people are widespread and very well known, and she also claims that that's the same for the hat man. However, this is just not true. Uh, As you research further in, she kind of disappears in a lot of people's research. You find out there's a lot more researchers that have been writing about this for a lot longer than she has. Because she's full of shit. And the first time (laughs) she ever talked about the shadow people was in 2002. Well, I checked back to see, and just for two quick modern examples, just to debunk her coming up with shadow people, there is R.L. Stein's Revenge of the Shadow People, a book published in 1996, and then there is another book called The Shadow People by Margaret St. Clair, published in 1960. And there is a Twilight Zone episode about okay. shadow people. Oh, really? Oh, that, so the better. old Twilight Zone, yeah. I wouldn't Black even and white. <laughs> so much, much earlier than 2002. Right. So for me on this one, I just wanted to bring it up uh, because... All of these things have been brought up long before. Yeah, well, she she Hardy comes up Hollis. as like one of the few people that has a book on the Hat Man or whatever, right. but like mm-hmm. it's not worth it. It's Don't not a good it. book. And also, once you dig into it, there's actually a lot more books on the Hat Man than it looks like. You just kind of got to know what you're looking for. Yeah. So yeah, we just want to bring that up real quick. Uh, we probably won't be talking about Heidi Hollis very much. We might bring her up a little bit, but most of the charlatan. <laughs> for real. Most of the information I found um, was outside of Heidi Hollis. So. Because that's the better information. And the longer lasting. Cool. Oh, so. one thing we forgot to mention when we were describing him, I think it's important to mention. Um, regardless of how he looks, he always seems to give people the same feeling when they see him of uh, complete like soul sucking evil. Yeah. Um they don't they don't feel like, oh, that's just kind of a creepy thing right there. They feel like near their death, they feel like that he's, he is, this is a weird way to describe, but happily evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like completely sinister, right? Yes, like yeah. he's enjoying the, the effect he's having on these people who are seeing him. Yeah, that's definitely something that um, people seem to describe too, is that like he, this figure almost like wants you to see him, like he'll stand there and wait for you to look at him. And he's going to stand there in your full view, like, for a while. Like, here I am, be scared. 
<laughs> so it's like, it's, it's intentional. Um, yeah. So I guess we can talk about some of the witnesses and that's something with this conspiracy is it's like almost entirely witness based. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of people have seen him and that's the creepy thing about it. It's a lot of people see the same thing and it's, not people that know each other. I mean, it's all over everywhere in multiple cultures. Um, I guess it seems to me at least that it's mostly children. Um, I I think it, yeah, it starts, a lot of people claim that it started when they were a kid and then they continue. That's another thing. They don't just see him once. Yeah. He keeps coming over and over. Yes. Yeah, I think I saw like maybe two witness accounts where they actually saw him one time. There was a guy like I think he was from Compton who said that he saw him one time when he was over at someone else's house. Uh, but that was one of the ones that also claimed that it had been something seen in his family before mm. as well. So. Yeah, and it's it's something that people use for like I don't know. I guess. <laughs> to make them sound more credible because they're like oh i didn't just see him at night after sleeping like i saw him during the day and like he's just standing in my kitchen or whatever so he he's a consistent thing that people see yes um, yeah it kind of goes with uh where i think we talked about this a little bit on waverly hills where sometimes certain people are thought of to have more energy like spiritual energy in connection to like a different plane than what we currently live on and i see dead people exactly and it could be that type of thing it could be that type of thing that kind of leads some people to see him for longer or for him to follow them around more maybe there's more energy to feed off of which is kind of something that goes into this um so that could be why some people see him all throughout the day all throughout their lives mm-hmm. yeah or he's just really good at haunting people <laughs> He likes their personality. Let's be friends, man. <laughs> That's all he wants. <laughs> Just really bad at it. That's the saddest ghost story ever. That's what that is. Um, so I guess another thing with him too is like, uh, generally, he seems to more just like be a watcher. Like he just kind of wants you to be scared, and he's just gonna kind of stand in the corner of your room like a little creep and watch you. But there have also been reports of him being violent, which I didn't hear much definitive violent accounts. It was mostly just like, no. oh, he grabbed my neck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they said there was uh, one person in um, that documentary we watched, which we could talk about too, um, that said he grabbed their ankles, but they didn't say, they didn't follow that up with anything like, what, did he disappear yeah, after yeah. that? Did he pull you somewhere? Did yeah. That's the thing with those ones, because they're always like, oh yeah, he grabbed something, like he, he tried to choke me, or he grabbed my ankles, but then like, then what? They don't ever say. Right. It's like it doesn't finish the story. Right. No, it's a weird case of violence. There's also no, no one ever says there's proof that they grab their neck. Like some ghost cases you hear that like there's red marks around their neck, or you can like see it. Uh, the, the last person in the documentary, like one of the main featured ones kind of towards the end, she did claim that there were red marks left on her arm once shortly before the interview, but she didn't have any proof of that either. There were no pictures of it or anything like that. Yeah. So and you'd think you'd take pictures. Yeah, there's nothing to If you've been seeing him all your life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I'd be that's taking one pictures, of my questions. Sending it to all my friends. Like, yeah. if I die, this is why. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just so you all know. It's kind of thought that he, there's like two schools of thought with the shadow people thing. Like some people think that he's just like a certain figure that like a shadow person can take. Like he's nothing special, he's just a shadow person with a hat. Or there's also some people that seem to think that he can control other shadow people. Like he's mm-hmm. like head bitch in charge or something. Yeah, that seemed to come up a lot, that he seemed to be the leader. I mean, some people have claimed that they are sure that he's Satan himself. Yeah, and it goes that oh. way, too. <laughs> yeah, um, head honcho. Exactly. And I, it just makes me think of what we were just talking about before we started recording, was the, the chick in the documentary that's like... Because like one of the pictures that she, she said she found on her phone was, like, you could... she. They like drew the outline of the hat man, right? And then it was like, and then there's two faces down here too. <laughs> and I was like, those are shadows on your furniture, lady. And just to like describe this picture a little bit, it it was that was the one with the, the selfie. It right? was definitely one it of was the selfie. selfie yeah. It was like her face. In the background is her kitchen, and it's very blurry. It's very noisy for a photo, and it is very much like if he's in that photo, he's very see through. He's not so much shadow yeah. man. As, like, well, that's the thing too. Not, not their man. Exactly. Yes. She's like, everyone says that he's like a solid black form. Like there's no light that shines through him. And that's the weird thing about him, right? But then there's this one chick that's like, he's in these pictures, but like. That mysteriously just showed up on her phone, even though she's actually posing in some of them. So this documentary, we have to we have to say what it is. So you can see it on Amazon. What was it called? It was called no, no, that's her it's Heidi Hollis's book, Documented Cases. It's the Hatman Documented Cases of Pure Evil. It is actually yes. pretty new as well as of last year. Well, I was like, and it's free. Yay! Yeah, free on Prime <laughs> if you have Prime. We that was like the whole reason why we we even like I don't know like even looked at this conspiracy because we scrolled past it, it. Yeah. like oh that looks creepy <laughs> i guess we should have watched the documentary first still turned out being creepy it's still like, very creepy well just... you have to admit though okay after watching the documentary did you not that night like look at some shadows twice or get in bed and keep your eyes closed you're like i can't see him if my I eyes are my closed in the bathroom. <laughs> nice <laughs> No traveling alone. <laughs> well, yeah, I, think, I mean, you have to admit, there's some creepiness there. Yeah, in the first half, the documentary does really, really well with amping up that creepiness. It's just later, it feels like the guy may have lost a little bit of what he was going yeah. for. Yeah, well, it's and, like he, yes. he had a bunch of witnesses, but he didn't really have a conclusion to make out of it. It's just like, oh, a bunch of people are telling stories. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and one disappointing thing here is that at the very end, uh, Ali, you didn't see this, but at the very end of the, in the credits, he talks about he had a bunch of experiences yeah. <laughs> while making the documentary. And I'm sitting there thinking, why is that not in the documentary? <laughs> right. That's. And I had to laugh out loud at some of them. He's like, ooh, we saw a license plate that ended with 666. Mm-hmm. And that had to be because of this documentary about the hat man. Oh, yeah, definitely. I actually laughed out loud. I was like, really? Come yeah. on. There was another photo as well that his family took. They were driving just on a regular city street. And by a bus stop was a guy with a hat on who at one point was like shaded out. And he puts, I don't think this is the hat man, but I think it's sent by the hat. And <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, that. Men are not allowed to wear hats and coats outside. How many anymore. people right. wear hats? Outside? Otherwise, you're a demon. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. But I wish, 
I wish I would have seen a little bit more for the documentary. It is good though. Do recommend it. We will put up a link to it. Uh, yeah. Yep. We'll remember to do that. I, I will remember to do that. I'm going to write that down right now. To be fair, I think a lot of people don't actually know about the hat man. And that's like going back into the lore now a little bit. Uh, that's kind of something that goes into him as well as he seems to be something that's kept very secret to the people who see him. He appears, he stays with them. They don't know that anyone else is seeing this thing, so they don't think to look it up. And then later, somehow, they kind of stumble upon it, like looking through supernatural sites and things like that. And they find that there is an actual community to it. Or if you're like Cam, you write a creepy story and then you stumble upon this conspiracy. Or if you're like me, about a year and a half ago, uh, I wrote I wrote a story called The Man in the Gray Hat. And stop it. <laughs> and this stop. this is what this is what made me want to watch the trailer of the documentary in the first place is I read the description and it talked about a man in a hat that like stalks you from the corner of your room. And I thought, that's odd. I wrote a story just like this. It, it is exactly the same. Then I watched the documentary, and they start bringing up things that are in the story that I wrote. And it's just a weird oh, coincidence. A. It's very, very Yeah, we odd. have a real connection to this one. It's, that is... Yeah, this is a weird... Like, I, I did not need to know that. <laughs> yeah, Cam's haunted. This is the thing. Is, like, I don't have a... Uh, like a witness account for this, like personally, but I do have a... For some reason, I wrote this thing that is exactly like these witness descriptions. Yeah, I reread it. It's kind of creepy. It's, what did What did you say the title was? It's called the man. Uh, I believe it's. It's the man in the gray hat. It's the man in the gray hat. Yeah, I can remember. Well, that's it. very interesting because Hatman is also sometimes known as the gray man. Right. That's also something I didn't like when I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's. It's a. <laughs> It's a weird experience for me, and especially because, like, bridging this into kind of the lore for Hatman, one of the things people talk about is the fact that, similar to, like, a Freddy Krueger-esque uh, villain, he is trying to get people to talk about him as much as possible or know him as much as possible. Yeah, podcast. Because it brings other, it brings him to other people, and it brings, you know, other people to him. And I feel like I was listening to that and thinking, I wrote a story about it. And I, yeah. And now here we are. And now here we are talking about it. It's weird. You're never going to sleep with the lights off again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to anymore. It's fine. <laughs> um, I feel like we kind of strayed from my point about him being the king of the shadow people. Because we got distracted with the doctor. <laughs> How long ago was that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, was there anything else to say about that? Well, yeah. So see, being seen as Lord of the Shadow People, there's a reason for that. Hatman is often seen not just by himself, but for the people that see him in a recurring fashion, they start to see him with other people or with other beings. We have him seen with uh, the old hag, which is a similar being. Uh, the old hag is this thing that popped up hundreds of years ago. And there's even paintings of her, um, like Renaissance era paintings of her. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing was she sits on your chest when you wake up and you can't breathe. And she just doesn't let you move. So you're paralyzed with fear. Uh, and then on top of that, he's been seen with black-eyed children. Go back to our episode Great. one if you want to hear more about them. They're also kind of terrifying in their own way. <laughs> and, of course, he's seen with shadow people, which is interesting as well. And I, I guess he seems to be, like, commanding them to, to torment the person or something. Yeah, and mm -hmm. there's a difference, too, we should say. We're not, this isn't specifically about shadow people because you can, you can separate the two, but there's a difference between shadow people and also benign shadow people as well. 
you have benign shadow people, which are just thought to exist kind of in daily life and people often see them, but they don't notice you. They don't mm-hmm. know you're there. Oftentimes how he, it's described, humans don't notice a ghost next to them. It's, it's a very similar thing. Some people can actively notice it. Some people can't and it works the same oddly for shadow people but it's thought that he can control them and make them do what he wants, or at least make them watch you too. It's like a watch party. <laughs> shadow <laughs> people watch party. Shadow people and chill. That's what it is. Maybe they're trying to figure out how to be human so they can take over the world. Yeah, there you go. That's they're not what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, are there some connections to aliens too? There are connections to aliens. Yeah. What are you going to say? Um, well, first on that, yeah, alien supposed alien abductees are some of the people who have reported seeing Hatman. Um, but also uh, Ouija board users and substance abusers. Mm-hmm. There, there have been a lot of people who have said, oh, I was tripping and I saw the Hatman. And that's the only time they've seen him is when they're drugged up, which is interesting. But anyway, yeah. I wanted to see uh, what about the whole, can we go into the sleep paralysis now? Yeah, because with the hag she is also very um tied into the whole sleep paralysis phenomena so basically um sleep paralysis is um what happens when you're the mechanism in your body that keeps you from acting out your dreams when you're asleep mm-hmm. uh, or from sleepwalking or whatever it's i'm not sure if it's a question of waking up too soon or that mechanism um, stays too long. Like, I don't know if you're startled awake. I've never dealt with any kind of sleep paralysis. So I don't know if you're usually startled awake or whatever, but however you wake up, that mechanism is still in place and you can't move. Um, A great um, portrayal of that was in one of my favorite shows, The House on Haunted Hill. Uh, Not The House on Haunted Hill. The Haunting of Hill House. Sorry. Of Hill House. Yeah, <laughs> That's my Netflix favorite show. I, can, I don't even know the <laughs> title, but it's my favorite show. Anyway, um, The Haunting of Hill House. And um, one of the characters has sleep paralysis. And essentially, she, she wakes up and she can't move. The only thing she can really do is breathe. Um, mm. Although some people reported that they can't even, they feel like they can't even do that. Um, and the old hag... Um, a lot of people have said that they have seen her when they're in sleep paralysis and they feel like that weight on their chest and the not being able to breathe, they think it's caused by this hag, when in reality it's hallucinations because of sleep paralysis. Yeah. At least that's the scientific explanation of it. But it's still weird because, like, how come so many people have seen the same... Figure. Yes, and yes. just assume that it's this old woman like sitting on your chest, like that's yes. just well, yeah, and we weird. can. I mean, let's same thing with the hat man. Like, yeah. why yes. Well, and here's the interesting thing about the sleep paralysis. Uh, so originally, it was used as a way to like describe, you know, like explain why people are seeing these things because you often have hallucinations. Uh, like strictly speaking, what it is is you go into REM, and when you what happens is is your brain wakes up before your body does. Mm-hmm. So you are completely paralyzed and unable to move. But now what people think, a lot of people in the Hatman spectrum, they think that it's him causing you to not be able to move rather than the explanation of a hallucination. So their explanation kind of takes that away. They actually, I mean, that in that realm of things does kind of take that away. It, it makes mm-hmm. sense that if he wants you to see him watching you, 
that what he would do is make it to where you can't do anything. Yeah. And it oftentimes is when they're able to move that he seems to leave. Like finally when they're able to like get their wits about themselves, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that's very interesting about, because usually like you find explanations like that and you're like, okay, well that makes sense. But they have their own explanation for it as well, which I think is almost more interesting with this conspiracy uh, yeah. than what you'd usually find. Yeah, and you think, how are all these people seeing the same things, like you said, um, and, and their description does not vary much. Yeah. and It's I, usually just like in type of hat. Right. So yes. maybe he just has like yes. a nice wall of like <laughs> yeah. black hats. So he's like, you know this what, today I'm going to wear the fedora. <laughs> it's raining outside, time for a rain hat. <laughs> My favorite though is one lady did say, she said, I've seen him in this hat, this hat, no hat, and then a flat cap. And a flat cap is not what I imagined. Like, it's like one of those older style, I can't, I'm thinking back to like the old Great Gatsby movie. He's wearing a similar hat. It's like a golfing hat. Oh, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. Yeah. And I can't imagine the hat. He's stylish. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's got, yeah. he's just got tons of different things. He's got he's a three piece he's, suit. He's here to interview coat. you for the paper and also haunt you. <laughs> he can be a newsboy or he can be Clint Eastwood. He has no, you know, like he has no boundaries. Uh, I will say with sleep paralysis that not everybody does see a hallucination. Uh, that's another common misconception mm. about sleep paralysis. It doesn't always happen. I can speak personally to that because I've dealt with sleep paralysis one time Ooh. in my life where I woke up and I couldn't move. It scared the hell out of me. It was one of the most terrifying things that's ever happened, but I didn't see anything. It was just, I Lucky couldn't you. move and I thought I was paralyzed. And then you write a story about the hat man. And then I was eventually <laughs> able to move, but it did take, I mean, it felt, it feels like minutes, but it probably was just seconds, honestly. But I didn't see anything personally, but I did eventually write a story about the hat man. That is true. And it wasn't unintentional. So maybe that's what happened. I keep telling him he should read it. Maybe I, I can read it at the end of this if we want to. Yes. Have it you totally should. We can do that. Or at the it's very fun. least... At the very least, post it. I want to know about this. I think you should read it. I, I can read it at the end. We can do it as an outro. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. We can play the creepy music over yeah, it. Yeah, we can play <laughs> some creepy music over it. Uh, can so, we talk about the aliens? I, I really quick, we haven't actually said any of the real witness accounts. I would like to okay. go into one of my favorite witness accounts. Um, what's kind of questioned here with the Hat Man is whether reality inspired films and inspired the books about Hatman or whether the Hatman was inspired by those. Uh, one, for instance, is Freddy Krueger, where I saw a lot of times people were saying Freddy Krueger actually inspired visions of the Hatman. Like there was a whole thing, um, a whole video talking about how, or a psychologist was talking about how movies have kind of inspired this Hatman phenomenon. But the movies Hatman actually- like mainstream media and just kind of like this hatted figure is kind of commonly like a villain. Right. But the problem here is that the Hatman has actually been around much longer than things like Freddy Krueger. In fact, it's been around since even Wes Craven, who made Nightmare on Elm Street. He was a kid. And I have his witness account that is from a book called Never Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy, where he talks about the inspirations. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and read this. Uh, so it was a man in an overcoat and a sort of fedora hat, Wes Craven said. Somehow he sensed that someone was watching and he looked right up and into my eyes. Craven then retreated to his room, hoping that the man would disappear. And then when he went to go look out the window again, he still saw the man standing there. And this lasted until the director's older brother came with a baseball bat 
to go chase down the stranger and then the stranger disappeared. And this is kind of what inspired Freddy Krueger with Wes Craven saying that the fedora is part of what inspired it. And also the maniacal personality and the humor that he saw where quoted, the thing that struck me most about that man was that he had malice in his face. He also had a sort of sick sense of humor about how delightful it was to terrify a child. Ooh, and that's kind yeah. of something we already brought up, right? Like it seems- It usually starts with kids. Right, he seems happy to do this. So Wes Craven saw Hatman. Which means oh Freddy my god yeah. so Freddy Krueger I don't like hearing Batman. that <laughs> so like isn't that weird though because people think that Freddy Krueger has inspired people to see Hatman but then but also the, the opposite. whole reason is that the creator of Freddy Krueger saw Hatman right and, and just like gave him a real outfit yeah <laughs> and it, so it's similar to like uh, the Babadook is brought up and that one's another one that's ob- obviously inspired by the Hatman um, Which is interesting because the Babadook. Well, I can't give away the ending of that. I've it's been out that. for a while. Okay. I'm, spoiler alert! Jump ahead. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and fast forward or whatever. Um, this Babadook is not real, so yeah. You know, I mean, the Babadook is. It's Almost not even evil, really. It's no. it's a representation of grief. It's so, a manifestation of a grieving mother. Yeah. So to say, I don't know. It is interesting, though, that there are so many um, visual representations of this character just all over. Yeah, and if you if you look at history, I mean, how long has the Sandman been around? I mean... Long time. Forever. Yeah. And, I mean, he... I feel like the Sandman has generally kind of been depicted the same way, like with the hat and the coat. Um, maybe not necessarily always like a black silhouette, but still like the hat and the coat, like a shrouded male figure is there to instill fear on you when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's been around for decades. The idea of something <laughs> like this has been around for centuries. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. You know, I mean, was he inspired by these tales or were these tales inspired by him? Right. Or it's an awful, vicious cycle. Yeah. And we're fueling the evil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that's what he wants us to do. Apparently. And, and we're not helping with this podcast right now because we're <laughs> just talking about him. We're making him real. <laughs> uh before we go, I know you want to go into Greylands here. I really like the weird shit. Before we go into Greylands, <laughs> I real quick just to finish off talking about the Did you say Greylands? Yeah, I always call them Greylands because they're greys and they're aliens. Greylands. It's a simple <laughs> connection. Uh, but I wanted to say that once the Hatman stays around, this is kind of a big part of him. Once he seems to stay around and get more and more used to whoever he's stalking, he starts to show more pieces of himself. This was in one of the, or two of the cases in the documentary. And another video I watched talked about him slowly kind of revealing his face. Mm. So as he gets more comfortable with you, he'll show you an eye or he'll show you both eyes or he'll show you a smile, which is often a large grin with really sharp teeth. Mm which is very similar to, again, the Babadook. If you go, yeah. that's, that's why I want to bring yes. that up. Because if um, usually you'd be like, well, the Babadook, you should see its face and all these different things. But that's actually why. is because people ha- have described the face. Yeah. Just very few people. And also the fingers. Hmm? Yeah. Also the fingers. Yeah. 
just to yeah and the one lady the last episode <laughs> the one lady in the documentary said that the crooked man yeah. from the conjuring i haven't seen that movie it was the conjuring too um yeah. conjuring too they she said that is a perfect representation of him yeah she said that about like also yeah she did. <laughs> she, she did she did you you could have shown her clint eastwood in a trench coat and she would have said the same thing <laughs> she was very much about this like anything the problem, the trench the coat. problem with that credibility is she says the babadook is exactly that but then she also yeah. said that the crooked man is exactly that and it is yes but taking those things, we can take pieces of both of them and see how they, how you can kind of see it. Because the Babadook and the Crooked Man do have the same grin. They have this yes. nasty, like almost crusty, sharp tooth grin. Exactly how you described it in exactly your story. Exactly how I described it in my story, which is fun. It's exciting. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> There's no way you're not reading that. <laughs> yeah, it, but I, I want to bring that up because we do have a description of what it looks like from specific people. Not everybody yeah. gets to see its face. I think the creepiest ideas of that are like um, the pictures that I've seen where it has like just the red little glowing eyes. Yes. Like it's still completely a silhouette, but it's got just the red like eyes. It. Don't like that. I don't like it. If I saw that in the middle of the night, I don't know. I'd probably just die on the spot. <laughs> I think the one from um, The Haunting of Hill House is pretty darn creepy. Did either of you all see that? Yeah, yeah, he was this like seven to eight foot tall um, man in a trench coat who um, floated above the floor. Oh, yeah, his feet yeah, did yeah. not touch okay. the floor. He used a cane to get around, and he was looking around the house for his oh, hat, which was more like a that. bowler hat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just this um, towering. Oh. <laughs> yeah, did we did we mention before that he doesn't really walk like people more describe him as like floating or silent. like hovering yeah like gliding. doesn't make any noise yeah gliding. yeah that's a good one yeah um, i just wanted to say for anyone who like hasn't seen the haunting of hill house it's very similar to the son of man painting with the guy uh, yeah. with the apple in front of his face and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very very much like that but he's just floating off the ground this imagery is literally everywhere yes, the, yes that's the thing though is the hat man wants you to see him everywhere yes so the imagery <laughs> is everywhere it's hard to argue with that at some point honestly. that was what crazy lady on the documentary said <laughs> it is i mean she's i'm not gonna say she's wrong i'm gonna say <laughs> maybe not the correlation that she came to but yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, that's another good one. I think it very much shows how the hat man works. I mean, like he's even described coming up the stairs and there's not a sound. He walks through doors without opening them, but he doesn't really walk through them. He kind of just walks towards them. And that's the difference too with him is like, usually with shadow people, they just kind of dissipate, um, which just takes me back to a personal experience. Um, but this one is still, he's like a solid figure the whole time. Like he's either there or he's not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to talk about the Graylians, right? I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it. I just think it's really silly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the correlation between the aliens, but it does seem like, I think we mentioned before, uh, that abductees, for some reason, also see a hot man. And, like, in the documentary, I think, was that the one that had, like, the timeline? Like, the, it wasn't really a timeline, but it was, like, a, usually you see Hatman before or after yeah, being like abducted. Yeah. And then there's, like, certain figures that you see before and certain figures that you see after. And, like, Men in Black was on that little thing. And I, don't, I didn't see what else was on there, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really get how it correlates. And then also David Icke is thrown in there, <laughs> which we've talked about. Yeah, and yeah, this theory comes from, uh, I might butcher her last name, Rosemary Ellen uh, Guili, Guili, something like Guili. that. She was in the documentary that we watched. Uh, she was the main research expert in the documentary. And her whole thing is that, uh, well, she has a book specifically. She's one of those that has like the most plastic blonde hair in the world. Yeah, she, <laughs> she like if you thought of a like paranormal researchers, she's what I kind of would imagine would pop up. She was like, she was the lady sitting on the couch, right? The whole time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they just do one interview with her. And her book is called uh, The Jinn Connection, The Hidden Links Between Jinn, Shadow People, ETs, Nephilim, Archons, Reptilians, and Other Entities. So Longest title short, sweet, world. to the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? One of the things that really struck me about her... I felt like she was, I felt like she was unbelievable because she, to me, she stated everything as positive fact. Mm -hmm. She didn't say people have reported people. She was like, they do this, they do that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if she's ever, she never mentioned her having any experiences whatsoever. No. She just talked about people who have talked to her or things she's read. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know about her. I don't know. Every time she talked, I was like, sit down, crazy lady. <laughs> well, it's like I, I looked over to Allie and I was like, the world she lives in is terrifying. Yes. yes. <laughs> she just brings up all these different things like they're facts. Like they could be happening yeah. around her at any moment. I'd be right. horrified. I'd never leave my house. Well, yeah. Did we mention the gin thing that she well, no. brings up? I was going to bring up that. I was going to talk about more about the Graylands first. But the... Uh, also... Is she saying archons like the lizard people, or is that something Yeah, like archons and reptilians. Like, oh, that was with a K. Like David Icky Ike. You can spell it multiple ways. Okay. Uh, um, but the sure. alien connection is that she... I'm sorry, I just saw that the paperback edition of her book is $847 on Amazon. Excuse <laughs> Money. All right, uh, sorry for the interruption there. So the, the Graylians, the, the connection that she at least made between the two beings is that the hat man feeds off of the fear and the energy that is being like that's emanating off of these people when they're being abducted or before they're about to be abducted so it uses the alien abductions to then take that energy that the aliens are causing them to put out so anyone who is anyone who knows about aliens knows about usually the third kind or the fourth kind where like you see a ufo or where you're actually abducted by a ufo uh so there isn't a theory that Hatman is an alien? There, the, no, there actually isn't a theory that it is an alien that I saw. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but not that I saw. The only theory I saw is that he either works with aliens or that he is a djinn. And we can talk about the djinn because that's a little... Well, there were some places that called him like a harbinger of bad luck or doom yeah. or whatever. So that does fit in with the, particularly with the seeing him before the abduction. Mm -hmm. I yeah. guess so. It kind of—I mean—it kind of works out that way. He's like a more personal Mothman, or it's just a conglomeration. <laughs> I mean, it could also be. I mean, what I what I kind of go with when looking at the Greylands is that you look at our like we talked about Men in Black. Uh, we have a two-parter. Was Men in Black a two-parter? Believe so. A two-part episode that yeah. we did. Uh, it was but very long. 
it, it was. Uh, but the men in black often seem to show up around abduction cases and stuff like that. And the description of the men in black is very eerily similar to the hat man. So if you were to go that route, I would almost go hat man is actually a man in black rather than hat man is a supernatural entity. I mean, it could be either or because I right. guess the men in black have also been speculated to be sort of supernatural. Yeah. Or at least like, alien. Yeah. And they've been suspected of controlling black-eyed children, which mm-hmm. is another <laughs> connection to the hat man. <laughs> but we're not here to prove things, all right? We're <laughs> here to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, it's what true. about the djinn? The djinn is a big thing with him. I guess... Well, the djinn is from Middle Eastern cultures. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like their version of a fallen angel, or like it was the first race of humans created for us, I think. And then they were banished to non-physical forms, Yeah, I think is the lore there. And so I guess the theory is that Hat Man is actually a djinn, which is why he is so like you can see him so well like he's like a physical character um yeah i don't know exactly where i'm going with this story (laughs) (laughs) well they Um, were all tie him to nephilim in the biblical um um (laughs) looking for the words in the biblical description of nephilim um they were kind of tying those two together jen and the nephilim Yeah. yeah It, essentially what this theory looks at is it looks at the jinn or it looks at the Quran as just an extension of the Bible that we don't have in terms of like Christianity, like in terms of their Bible. Uh, and what it sees is the jinn are banished, therefore becoming the Nephilim. And then they use their evil misguidance after being banished to another non-physical realm to try and appear in our realm, which could actually go into, you made a joke earlier about them trying to become human. Maybe that's, maybe that's what they're trying to become is physical beings. Maybe maybe they just don't understand (laughs) us and they want to. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also important to note that those, um, both the Jinn and Nephilim are um, pretty much demons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're like fallen angel kind of... They're not here to be nice. Right. Right, they're here yes. for benevolence. Yes, they're here to suck the life out of us poor humans. By putting a little bit of fun in music, like rock and roll. But <laughs> that's, that's just the way I see it. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, another callback to another episode that we've done. Real quick, this was briefly brought up in the documentary... Uh, by one dude who seemed who it seemed was reading a little bit too much into David Icke. Uh, for those who don't know who David Icke is, go back and listen to our Reptilians episode. We talk about him a little bit. He, he really is, likes Reptilians. He is <laughs> a conspiracy theorist, and that is like the only way to define him. Yeah, you, go, you all should go follow his Twitter account right now. The world is a conspiracy to him, no matter what's going on at the time. Uh, but he very heavily believes Reptilians are pretty much the everything if you see something it's a reptilian yeah. or it has to do with reptilians reptilians are in charge of the world so this <laughs> wow. kind of went into yeah. yeah like and the guy briefly talks about it in the documentary like the fact that these beings are actually reptilians and i just think of a reptile in a trench coat and a hat and i think it's adorable <laughs> i don't think i don't think it's terrifying no. as terrifying is what it's described as no. In the documentary, they had that um, one. Was he the Irish or Scottish? I can't remember what 
yeah, yeah Exeter, or Welsh or whatever. Yeah. I don't. He had somewhere. like the tapestry behind him. Yeah, um, yeah he yeah. was the one talking about the reptilians, right? And that he pictures. would he would trip he would trip out and go into this like different realm or something, and that every mm -hmm. person in there had a reptilian that was hanging out, you know, around yeah. them, behind them, or sitting on their shoulder or whatever. Those pictures are the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's another point where I was uh, laughing out loud a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, if you want to know more about reptilians, you can go into our reptilian episode. We talk about that the Pope might be a reptilian and that there's secret lines leading to reptilian caverns where they control all of us. It's, I mean, David Icke has like 40 books. Yeah. Oh, poor man. David Icke he's is a, a special, he's a special, special man. <laughs> one, of his, be checked. one of his theories right before the pandemic was that the moon, what was it with the moon? It wasn't, was it a hologram or was it a... Stop it. <laughs> I think he said the moon was like a surveillance pod in the sky or something. For the lizard Used people, of course. reptilian yeah. overlords. He's also one of the exactly. ones that thinks reptiles come from the center of the earth. I think we brought him up on Hollow Earth briefly, too. He, he David Icke appears... that from Doctor Who. Come on. Uh, <laughs> a whole episode about these lizard people that live mm -hmm. under the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a whole other earth in there. I remember that episode. Yeah, David yep. Icke's an interesting case. We always go into bless, him, and we go into him the most on reptilians. <laughs> so, good luck to you, sir, whoever you are. Uh, but I think that was the last thing. I think I, we can kind of go into. Let's go into more like what this could be in terms of the real world, where we're at in the real world. Post sleep hallucinations. Period. Possibly. Yeah. Although not everybody was asleep when they saw him. I guess that's true. Right. But, but you know that there are always going to be hundreds of people who jump on a bandwagon and say they saw something they did not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, just because they want their little story to be read or they want to be part of the club or for whatever reason, you're going to have plenty of people who are writing their little fictional stories just to be you know a part of it oh and speaking of that um did we mention that there is a blog called the hat man project yeah there is one is. With although stories. although i when i went on that it looks like it's kind of dead when you try to go Dang. to the dude's story i don't know if you guys got into it but when you, it says my I'll story right at now. the top yeah nothing works except for the home page where they have a whole bunch of um, comments from other people who say they saw the hat man um, but you click into anything else and it's blank yeah that, I mean that's pretty dun, much all there is. there's just a few things on the front uh, yeah but those are from 2016 the, so the like, latest yes. one was from 2018 maybe he was abducted by it yeah. could be Maybe, I mean, the truth is... Taken is, out by the men in black. If someone's <laughs> taken by a hat man, you're not going to hear about it because of the whole thing. But, That's right. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so that that is a blog. If you want to go look, there are many stories on there. Uh, they range from, it looks like, 2015 to 2018, mm. somewhere around there. Um, There's a lot. Yeah, and it's by, it, it's by a guy who had an encounter himself with the hat man when he was younger and then put together a page so that everybody could kind of share their experiences. And they also have a Facebook page with 1,000 followers or something like that. That's it. 
So seems small. The Hatman only needs to feed off of a select few families. So mm. you know. Yes. Uh, but going into like what this could be, there's a term for this called terrifying hypnagogic hallucinations or THH. And THH it it goes it delves more into more than just sleep paralysis as well. It also delves into before you fall asleep. So another thing that we now know is that uh, people that are struggling with sleep, if they have a lack of sleep, if they're just overly exhausted, if they have a sleep uh, sleeping disorder, all these different things before you fall asleep can cause auditory and visual hallucinations, which could explain as well why people are seeing things before they even fall asleep. It could explain both. I'm just uh, like really tired. Yeah, I mean, if you're really tired, what your brain, it starts to basically dream and hallucinate while you're awake because it just kind of wants to go to sleep. So that is another explanation. Uh, that is one psychologist's main explanation for this uh, in a documentary from a YouTube channel called Quartz. Uh, they talk about this. And it seems to be the, the logical, more like down-to-earth explanation for what's going on with the hat man if you take away the supernatural stuff. And that psychologist very much believes that that's what is coming out of all of this is that people are seeing the similar figure because as we mentioned, I mean, this figure is seen every, I mean, a man in a hat and a trench coat is seen in everything from, like you said, detective stories to Westerns to, I mean, literally every single thing. Princess and the Frog. To a wine company in another country. Yes. So yes, Which that there, that wine company, logo looks a lot like the one on the hat man project yes mm-hmm. it does yeah um website but in the, yeah the thing is i wish we knew how far back these sightings have gone yeah because i mean if the power suggestion is a very very strong phenomenon yeah yeah and you could think that you could completely um, think that you had never seen something anywhere ever, but really you had seen that imagery maybe from a TV show when you were five or, you know, um, and, and you might've associated with villains or darkness or evil and um, for whatever reason, and that's yeah. why it pops up. Or you could hear from other people. I mean, if like, if, the three of us, we've never seen Hatman, obviously. <laughs> I think this would be a completely different podcast if we had. Um, <laughs> well, Cam, Cam here is apparently, well, he's taken over Cam's head. apparently possessed, he's, yeah. He's in his brains. <laughs> he's, he's just done. But, uh, um, yeah, so if now one of the three of us were to see it, I mean, wouldn't that kind of be, I mean, you could say, oh, it's because we talked about it, and it came to us because we talked about it, but... But then again, I mean, now that's on our minds, that it's in our heads that this hat man could be out there. And yeah, I mean, like I don't think you, that's proof of anything if you see him after hearing about him. Do, yeah. do you know if what you, I mean? like read a story or like watch a movie like right before you go to bed, like, I mean, this happens to me a lot. I just like will dream about it, whatever it is that I just read or watched. Well, and yeah. so like. If, if I happen to have sleep paralysis, like if I go to bed right now after this podcast, yeah. I mean, there's a pretty high chance that I'd probably see something like that. Well, it's like when I had like a similar thing happen when I was younger, my friends and I did the Bloody Mary thing. 
because uh, didn't we all dumb little children <laughs> we stood in a dark small bathroom and we said bloody mary into the mirror three times or five times or i think we did it twice because it didn't work and then we want to try it again and then that night i had a nightmare about bloody mary murdering my friends and i and i still remember it vividly yeah. because it was horrifying but it didn't actually yeah. happen it was just a nightmare based right. on my brain like thinking about that experience and also because like, you did that yeah. yeah and also like we see witness accounts and witness drawings and photo evidence is real not witness drawings because i've never seen the hat man but you can still draw a photo of the hat man like you can draw yeah. something that looks like this is what i saw yeah, like, we don't even have curtains was that's that? the thing like, I don't, we don't have <laughs> curtains like i could say i saw him in between two curtains and that could be my witness story and There's some plants you can draw that but that'd be creepy if you saw him like through a bush yeah like if you had like a really tall tree in your house and he's just standing behind it <laughs> with his red eyes. Oh well, no. And the biggest problem here <laughs> nope. is so we briefly talked about it, but there is no real evidence of like photo evidence. There are right. a lot of photos of the hat man. One of my favorites is this guy who was like, I've been tormented by him for years in the, it was the end of the documentary. I don't think you saw him out and he was, he was like, I've been tormented by him for years. And one is a party photo way in the back where there's tons oh, of I people. Oh, I saw that in the video. Oh, yes. Yes. I and saw he's, it. He's like, this, there's this guy and he looks just like the hat man. You're in a party. Please, it's a blur with, in the background. With tons of people. Like, and you know what? It, it could have even just been a shadow. It was, that was the one with the guy sitting there and it was like behind his head, but it didn't even come down. Like, it was like this oh yeah that was the other one where it was like sitting behind like right behind yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had a bunch of pictures taken of himself and then that that one i at first was like okay this is like maybe the only it still might be maybe the only slightly credible hat man photo i've seen but then he was like it looks like his hands are around my neck and i couldn't help but see a uh, tiny yeah. like no, shadow leprechaun because then he nothing. would have had to be tiny yeah, yeah. no that one <laughs> But, yeah, and this guy—that's his—that's his encounter with Hatman, and now he's terrified because yeah, and no, and then there was one more by one of the guys that was at the party, and he like they show another one of his photos, and it's very clearly a bush at night outside of his window. Yeah. Like I was staring at it, trying to figure out. No, no, no. My favorite one is the, the girl with the like the outlines that don't make any sense. You know, we talked about yeah. earlier. <laughs> one of the ones that they outlined yeah. it like. Like, just looking at, like, our TV stand over here, it literally looks like a TV stand. Because it's, like, yeah. the flat, long thing and, like, the TV on top. And she's like, that's the hat. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and find some of these No, photos, it's not. Some of these it's a flippant TV lady. And we'll put yeah. them up so that you guys can decide what they are. <laughs> yeah, if we could get some of those with a documentary where they outline and you're like, I don't even see that. Even after you outlined it, I can't see it. Yeah. It's just in the outline. It, yeah favorite, i mean oh. like usually with outlines too like they'll just circle something like maybe you won't see it before and you're like okay that's why you circled it like this, this one is they're the drawing general yeah, yeah. They're they're they drew his face in. in and like the teeth yeah <laughs> it is uh, now it doesn't like like i've always said like just because there's not evidence like photo like photographic evidence or video evidence doesn't mean it's not real However, it, what it does mean is you need better evidence. You need yes. something more realistic. Otherwise, don't show the photo. If it's a photo of a couple bowls on your counter and a selfie of you, don't say that a ghost took it and you don't remember taking it. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not going to convince anybody yeah. of this. Oh, um, yes. I wanted to bring up something. I'm jumping around again. Uh, Rebecca, you were talking about how you wish that we were able to like trace this back to the first one. 
And yeah. it reminds me of like when we did our Polybius episode, you know, and like the guy, like we watched this great documentary about that. And the, the guy had traced back every instance of the Polybius game in history using like the Wayback Machine and like talking to people and checking through old emails and stuff and yeah. he only traced it back to like 92. It wasn't, it was like oh, 2001. Wow. It was a 2001 thing oh, about they, 1992. Yeah. yeah. So like but that's doing your homework. Yeah. Oh, it was. And yeah. I'm just, I just wish somebody would do that with this. Like, where yeah. did somebody first post or like publish or talk about seeing a man in a hat as like a hat person? In fact, that's kind of what I expected from something called the Hat Man Project. Yeah, like yeah. somebody would do their research. But maybe, maybe they got too close to the truth. I will say that taken out. in terms of our podcast, I can give a slightly definitive definitive date range of when maybe one of the first Hatman encounters was by looking at Wes Craven, who was born in 1939, who had an encounter when he was a kid, which means I would assume somewhere around the age of 10 or so, or just a little bit before, which means we could have late 40s, early 50s. Which, funny enough, that's (laughs) when people were wearing those kinds of clothes exactly that's what i was just gonna say yeah. that's the same thing with the men in black too because like that's the weird thing yeah. is like it seems weird for men in black to be dressed like that now but it doesn't in the 40s which is when it yeah. all started anyway so back like, in the yeah. day yeah right so that could that so i'll say for our podcast at least that is the earliest encounter we have found would have to be late 40s early 50s i i would push it back maybe to like the 20s or the 30s just for like mobsters that usually dress in like the pinstripe suits and the fedoras mm-hmm. well and people said that their grandparents had been seeing it as well so i'd be willing to bet that there are stories from like the 20s just that there's no actual documented stories of the 20s yeah. so the, the earliest documented is west Craven's story that's which was actually i wasn't expecting to find that i looked up was what was uh elm street based off of and then it popped up with just that happened story. to type the right thing in I, the google I did. Yeah. I was not, it, going into this i was not expecting <laughs> I to Googles. i'll never be able to watch nightmare on elm street again <laughs> right <laughs> but I think, gonna get you the hat man's gonna get you yes. he does such a great rendition of the happening so i feel like that's I mean, that's like the perfect. Yeah, he really banks off the, the kid thing. Oh, yeah, it is interesting that Freddy Krueger is not a complicated character whatsoever. He is evil, evil, evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has no uh, backstory about, you know, abuse that he suffered when he was a child or anything like that, which is what the Hat Man is, is just the embodiment of evil. Yeah. Well, and I think it's funny because I do know, just as a sidebar, part of uh, the reason why Freddy Krueger doesn't shut up is because none of the other slashers at the time would talk. So Wes Craven wanted someone who would speak. And that's why he made him not shut up. It was like a satire, basically, was mm-hmm. the whole point. But yeah, I think that's everything we have, though, for the Hat Man. I mean, in, so, I mean, basically what we have is it could be a host of things. It could be a shadow person. It could be the devil. It could be a djinn. It could be a Graylian. It could be a Man reptile. Black. It could be a hallucination that's being shared by people who are seeing this constant imagery throughout their lives. Or even a hoax. Or even a hoax. I mean, it could be a bunch Just of people, kind of like you said, Rebecca, attention like, seekers like coming yeah, together. Attention. Yeah. Like they're yep. hearing the story and then typing it up and but I mean, that's definitely what Heidi Hollis is. That's what Heidi I'm Hollis is. I'm just going to straight up say <laughs> I, that because 
she the way she writes about her like paranormal encounters is so fake yeah she like Jeez. the one that cam keeps bringing up he tried to read the book <laughs> the one that he keeps bringing up is there's like one point where she says she like sees a figure right and she like gets it to go away by invoking the name of jesus and then it like starts to reappear and she sees its head and she just rolls her eyes and looks away goes back oh, yeah. it's like excuse me like, whatever like shadow person yeah like i yeah. see this all the time yeah it's, it's absolutely there's another one where she encounters three different grays just ransacking her living room and she like picks one of them up by the jumpsuit she says and shakes him like what are you doing it's that's a literal thing in the book, and that's when I stopped reading it yeah. as well. Uh, Actually, that's when I'd really get interested because it's so funny. It was I know. Just, it was it's just so it was bad. a waste of time because it wasn't even about Hat Man. And I needed, <laughs> and I needed a true story. Um, I, those meddling shadow people. This, this isn't <laughs> the aliens those, that ransack like, her house. Yeah, and this isn't even one of those cases where it's like, you know, I'm just always like that for conspiracy theories. I read tons of conspiracy theorists, books, blogs. Obviously, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a co-host of a conspiracy theorist podcast. You like, know why do think we're here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, that's what I do. Like, that's been one of my favorite things since I was young. And this is one of the most cringeworthy things I've ever read. David Icke, it, he's more realistic than... Yeah, that, that's, that's something I was going to say. Problem. Is in the documentary they they take a David Icke route over a Heidi Hollis route. Yeah, the documentary doesn't even bring up Heidi Hollis, and I think there's a reason why. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. So all right. So what do you guys believe? Start with you, Rebecca. What do you believe? How credible uh, is this at all? Well, the, that's kind of a loaded question because I actually have a theory that we barely even discussed. Um, okay. I do believe in uh, demonic stuff mm -hmm. myself, and I think that it is I one of two things. It is either a complete hoax with people um, jumping on the bandwagon mm -hmm. because it's cool, um, or it's some kind of it's demonic kind of thing that because demons they want to terrorize people. Yeah. And. So that's where I kind of stand on it. <laughs> a little out there for some people, but yeah. No, that's why I'm, we're here. Yeah, no, I mean, between those two. <laughs> yes. Well, we've talked about demonic entities because we talked about it on Men in Black. We actually talked about it on our Waverly Hills episode um, where this thing called the Creeper, was it? Or the Crawler? It's creepy crawler. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, like takes this boy and it's like this demon entity. So, I mean, it's, it's a credible mm -hmm. theory. I know that it is mentioned. We didn't go into it so, oh, a whole lot. I think the only person that really talks about it a lot is Hollis. And I just don't like Hollis. I didn't want to talk about Hollis. <laughs> oh, don't, I don't want to have the same theory as her. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'll help you out with that. Then. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I do. I think it is fair because they're, I mean, like we talked about, like people have seen a lot of the same, like the old hag and hat man. And there's like a bunch of different kinds of shadow people that a lot of people have seen. And I think it's totally fair. I mean, um, Cam has written about the hat man. Pretty sure yeah. I've had a shadow person encounter. Don't really want to talk about it out here. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so like, I mean, I totally would believe in it, but it's, it's just hard because, like, I think it's plausible, but also there's a lot of 
like nut jobs out there that make it really hard to see this as a plausible theory. Yeah. And just the sheer amount of jokes we can make about the documentary alone is <laughs> difficult. Yeah. I I'll say for me it's I don't think people are lying bring it up all the time. There's always a grain of truth in every story that someone tells, whether it's a lie or not. I think people definitely saw something. Uh, I don't think they saw anything physical. I, for me, I think there's a good chance knowing how many cases there have been of sleep paralysis and people seeing hallucinations and how scary, like personally knowing how scary that kind of thing can be, I can totally see how people would see things moving. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think even if you haven't heard about the hat man specifically, again, that imagery of like a man standing there just as broad as he can be can definitely be one of the scariest things your mind can conjure up. So it wouldn't be crazy to think that that would have been conjured up with people that are having these hallucinations. And I know that in the documentary, at least like three of the people, one of them had been diagnosed with a sleeping disorder. Um, and mm -hmm. another one, I mean, two of the other ones were kids and were already having problems like one guy was brought over to his uncle's house because his mom and dad were having a fight and he even says that the hat man in that looks very similar to what his dad used to wear mm. which is another interesting thing yeah there. and another girl she said her family constantly had like hallucinations and stuff like that for those types of things like they constantly yeah. saw shadow people everywhere so there was a good chance as a kid when you're hearing about all of that you're going mm -hmm. to see something so i think there's i think there's a reasonable explanation for this one and that's kind of where i sit but if I want to go the fun route, it is secretly the agents of the reptilian Pope, which I've been pushing on this show. Uh, <laughs> I pushed it for the last like three episodes now, and I'm gonna stick with it. Um, I even Doesn't pushed it on Pope our other podcast. Does the Pope have a hat that kind of looks like that? This is a little hat? taller though. It's it's like this cone. It's... Some of them say that it's the tall hat that the hat man's. I don't know. There we go. So Maybe hat man is the Pope. Could be reptilian oh, pope. God. It could be reptilian pope. I'm just gonna say that. So, but I, more realistically, I'm gonna stick with the logical thing. But I want it to be reptiles. Yeah, that's what I want. I think it could be a variation of things. Yeah. I could see it being something that people collectively see. Like, I think what is it called? It's a real thing, like mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. No. I mean, it's mass hysteria. It's not mass hysteria. It's like when people all see the same kind of hallucination. It's just called mass hysteria. I've heard of that. It's something phenomenal, yeah. I feel like. Uh, it is just called collective hysteria. I don't know if it's hysteria, though. But, like, it's when, it's just this, it's part of the reason why this whole thing is creepy is because a lot of people have seen the same thing that don't know each other. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a fair thing to be questioning. Yeah. But I feel like it also is more along the lines of a hallucination yeah but it's weird at the same time i don't know it's conspiracy <laughs> i think i mean again i like to say things like like again i like to think that people are actually seeing something because i mean they're they don't have anything to gain like there are some conspiracies where people are saying things because they have something very much to gain uh you have people like uh what is his name alex jones who has an entire show dedicated to gaining things for his conspiracy rambling same with david ike and sometimes they're not as credible, but these are just people. They're not earning money. They're not getting rich off of this. Similar to our last episode, Deborah Beeman, like 
they're people who are kind of being ridiculed almost for telling their story. So if anything, there's something to lose. So I think they absolutely saw something. I think it's just, it's harder to put it into a logical light when you're the person who saw it by yourself in a room as a kid or even as an adult. I mean, especially as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I've had weird things happen to me that are like harder to put in like a logical sense. And sometimes it just is, but there, there oftentimes is a logical explanation. Do you want to read the story? I guess I could read the story. Is that what we want to do? Did we want to like outro? All outro right, with kids, the story? here's your nightmare we... inducer. <laughs> okay. Right, so again, Cam's creepy story. This is called The Man in the Gray Hat. I wrote this like a year and a half ago, something like that, long before I'd ever heard of The Man in the Hat. And it's probably because he told me to write it. So let's just go. <laughs> uh, this will be, be fun. All right. There is a man in a gray hat at the edge of my room, so please whisper softly. I do not wish to disturb his resting soul. He has been watching me for quite some time. I have seen him in my room, in the kitchen. I hear his footsteps in the hall. Never has he spoken, but I've heard a soft hum from where he sits. Within the first week of his arrival, I found a chair pulled to the corner of my room, a place to sit. He is not threatened nor harmed, only watched. Awaking in the night, I will often see him where he was not prior to my dreaming. But all of that had been before. Now, the man in the gray hat no longer sits in the chair. No, I fear he has become more forthcoming. As I awoke one night, I saw him half hidden behind my bookshelf at the edge of my bed. Then again, the next night, I lay silent, unmoving, dreaming. He wandered further, having crept outward from behind the bookshelf, lurking in full view. I could see, following traces of a blue hue in the dim moonlight, his old, brittled hair. One eye peered out from beneath the shadows of the gray hat. Burst veins had become blue and spread from his pupil as a disease from an infested wound. His teeth, withered, gnarled, stuck out from decrepit lips, whose blisters bled a sandy stream outward from pale and cracked skin. From his dry throat, he wheezed flakes of fetid flesh, falling from the edge of his mouth. That night following, I could not sleep. I sat protected in the warm rays of my television. I could not see the room around me. Convinced that he cannot exist if I do not sleep, for how then would he enter my room? Though, as I watched the vivid passing of colorful scenes upon the screen, an image flashed, just bright as it was. I could see, in sudden panic, his gnarled maw, grinning. Teeth jutting outward resembled sharpened tombstones, having risen from beneath shallow graves. But the flash then receded, leaving me alone, with the light of the television projecting upon me alone, so that the man in the gray hat may watch in peace, grinning where I cannot see him. My heart pounding, I rushed to turn on a light, the click of the switch bringing no peace as the only light was that of the pale moon pouring from in between the bedroom blinds. A dread came over me as I realized I was laying in my bed, having just woken, once more from another night's restless slumber. I did not dare stray from my current view, gazing upon the ceiling, as I feared he, the man in the gray hat, might be standing at the edge of my bed. And just as I dare not caution a curious gaze, I felt the foot of my bed sink beneath the weight of a large body. My chest felt heavy, my breathing fell shallow, too quiet to cover the sound of his wheezing. I raised my head against my own cautions to stare at the man's hunched back as he sat leaning over the edge of my bed, turned away from me. With each struggled wheeze, his shoulders would rise and fall. I did not move. I had not been able to move. 
Fear had grasped with an unwillingness to release me. I watched unblinking as he turned his head, slowly exposing the side of his face. Skin tightened around his grinning teeth, and he peered from the corner of his eye. I flung myself to the side, straining to reach the switch on my lamp, hoping the light would drive away the nightmare. My eyes turned from it, looking for the elusive switch. Instead, I found the tips of my fingers held against a cold and brittle hand. I found myself paralyzed once more as the switch clicks as it was not I who had turned the light on. The man in the gray hat stood inches from my face, exhaling his dusty breath atop my skin. A soft hum in his throat and the blank stare of his eyes was last sight before I again heard the click of the light switch as the shadows came over the room. That's oh my story. God. And you had never heard of the man in black. I never heard of the of the old I mean the hat man, sorry, the hat, the hat man. man. Right. I I mean yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You wrote that like two years ago. Right? It was something like a year a and a half to two ago. years ago. It was a long time ago that I wrote that. Yeah. Well, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my man in that story, I guess. So. <sighs> so. That was good. Good I job. I guess, as always, <laughs> as always, let us know if, uh, what you believe. Let us know if you've seen uh, the hat man, I'd be really curious to know if anyone's seen the hat man or even just shadow people. Tell us your that. hat man story. Tell us your hat man story. Tell us if you know someone who's seen the hat man. Uh, tell us if you know of a story older than like the late 40s. Something like that. It'd be great to hear. Uh, and then follow us on all of our social medias as well. Yep. Which are where? <laughs> Which are where? Yeah. Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, social Twitter and Facebook. Lives. Yeah. And thanks to Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca, for being on. For joining oh, us. Oh, thanks for this. having me. This was really fun. It's a very creepy ride that we've been on. <laughs> that's all, folks. I don't think we're allowed to do that. Are we allowed to do that? I think that's kind that's of That's just a phrase. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's it. Uh, remember, everybody, to stay stitious, as always. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Conspiracy. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye